0: Thank you, Pastor. Father God, we praise you and we thank you once again for your presence. Thank you for each and every one of us who is at your feet. Lord, we also thank you for your word which you prepare for us to hear. Here we are committing ourselves before you. Take charge over us. Give us the attendee ears to hear your word. Let your word has its purpose in every one of our life. Lord, let your word encourage us, edify us, strengthen us, at the same time, convicts us and corrects us. Spirit of God, minister to us. In Jesus' precious name we offer this prayer. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. It's my privilege once again to share God's word to you in this month. Maybe you might have heard this message, but still nothing is became old, but because the word of God is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. And by hearing and hearing the word, our faith increases. So here I title the message, Overcoming Our Enemies. Overcoming Our Enemies. What is or who is our enemy? In simple terms, we may take it that, anything which comes against us, or who comes against us, that may be as an enemy because he always fought for us or it. Maybe sometimes maybe our job, some it is not as an enemy we can say, but the sicknesses or the physical forces or the spiritual forces. We will take it in that way. And there are many forces at work that are real, but we cannot see. We can't see the wind, but it is there. We can't see microwaves, but somehow our food gets hot when we put in the box. In the same way, God is invisible, but he is always at work. He determines what we can see and what we cannot see. And again, there are many things we cannot see in this world. So we are blind and we are lost. The good news is God is able to open our eyes. He is able to make us see and show us the truth. If, underline that, if we come to him, and seek Him, believe in Him, and trust in Him. If you come to Him, seek Him, believe in Him, and trust Him, God can open and show us what is before us. In today's passage, we will see how God is able to help each one of us individually as well as Protect an entire nation by showing us his power. May the Lord open our eyes to see him. And today the portion which I have taken is 2nd King chapter 6. 1 to 23, actually 8 to 23. But still there is something in this portion. So the Bible teaches... That we can and should trust God who is understanding and able to take care of us. And what does it mean to trust God? It means to believe in him that all his ways are right and to depend on him all situations. Whatever your situation is, pray and take your cares to the Lord. And trust him. Sometimes his answer will be yes, as all of us know. And he heard many times his answer will be yes, no, or later. And even if his answers are no, trust him. What you want may not be what you need. That we have to understand. God knows what your need is. He has the ability to do miracles. And remember, even the peace God gives you in your heart and the strength to trust him is a miracle. If you all live in peace, if you are in strength, that itself is a miracle. Don't look for any other miracle. If God bless you with his peace, And if you are healthy, unstrengthened, physically and spiritually, it is a miracle because many are missing out those things. So in that case, God is a miracle and he is a miracle working God. And uh, in the first portion of chapter 6, 1 to 7, I will read it for you. There is a small thing is there, but even though it looks small, but it is a great impact in this. I have it for you. And the sons of the prophet said to Elisha, See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please, let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell. And he answered, Go. 3. Then one said, please consent to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with him. And when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water and he cried out and said, Aras, master!" For it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where did it fall? And he showed him the place. So he cut off his stick and threw into the air. And he made the iron float. Therefore, he said, Pick it up for yourself. So he reached out his hand and took it. What do we understand from here? So there was a need, and uh, the Elijah, who is a prophet, he lives along with companion, and they complain that or requested that the place is not content to them, and they want to just elaborate it and move forward to Jordan, and there we can they can live freely. And when they are see the request, the request was placed. And immediately what Elisha said, the leader, go. But the important thing is, verse 3, the request of, please, consent to go with your servant. The request was there. So it reminds us, as Moses asked God, as one God asked him to lead the Israelites from the bondage in, from Egypt and what did he say he said i will, when he asked what the god answered exodus 3 12 he says i will certainly be with you in the same way here elisha said what was his answer yes he answered i will go sometimes when we are led here the truth is we may be excited when the permission is given we may excite to run away. But here the man, he said, why don't you come with us? What he reminds, live with God forever. And what don't be excited whenever whatever you received it. And you are, your request is granted. But at the same time, be remain with him forever. That is the important thing. He requested, Why don't you come with us? That made the changes. Even though he has granted, Go ahead, he said, Why don't you come with us? He said, Yes, I will be. Then that made the changes. What it meant? He went with them, and then when they came to Jordan, they cut down the trees. What was happened? One fellow who borrowed a axe from someone and it fell down in the river. Immediately, it is usual. He was so frightened, afraid, and worried, and he exclaimed in such a way, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. He knows the value of it. That is why he cried. Then, because they took the man of God with them, and the man of God said, where did it fall and he showed him the place so he cut your stick cut off your stick and threw it in there and he made the iron float it is a miracle it may seems to us simple but it is not at all the value is known by him the one who lost it because it was borrowed in those days you just imagine now you may think that. Iron is cheap. It is not like a gold. But at the same time, those days, that iron, as air, must be equal to the gold in these days. So, what God made it? God used the servant and the miracle happens. Honey, rejoice. This is a simple thing. But the truth is, even as an individual, when he has something, God is there for us. If God is with us, who can stand against us? No enemies can stand against us. We can easily overcome whatever the enemy or whatever stand against us. It is a simple thing as an introduction before going to the rest of the part, what we are going to meditate in this day. Let me read it for you, the rest of the portion from 8 to 23 of... Second Kings chapter 6. I will read it for you. It is very clear and simple. Uh, simply, we can understand there is nothing or a doctrinal thing or inside. It is straightforward to understand every one of us. Let us see. I will read it for you. Please pay attention to God's word. Now, the king of Syria was making war against Israel. And he took counsel with his servants, saying, My camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told him. Thus, he warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice, it it became a routine. So therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing. And he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? Verse twelve. And one of his servants said, None, my lord, who king? But Elisha, the prophet, who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. Thirteen. So he said, go and see where he is, that I may send and get him. And it was told him, saying, surely he is in Dothan. Therefore he sent horses and chariot and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early, went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, with the explanation, Allow us, my master, what shall we do? It is natural. Verse 16, so he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are within." And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray. Open his eyes, and he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariot of fire all around Elisha. Verse 18. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed. To the Lord and said, Strike these people, I pray with blindness, and he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. I leave it there, I will come back. So, what do we understand from here in the second portion of it? It seems The great prophet he faced the major crisis. You know the story. It is everything is very simple. And uh, the the let me put it again since we have not read the second part of it. And is on and off on and off. This Syrian king tried to war against Israel. And uh, that, uh, then since Elijah was dead. God is revealing to him, and he could be able to see and sense of all his attempts. So he was keep on informing the king of Israel to be careful not to go this side and that side. And he was, when he was, the the, the Syrian king was aware of these things, and he was very much and uh, frightened and uh, disappointed and asked is one of his servants and uh, why this has happened. And uh, who is among us who is giving uh, information to the king? And uh, one of them, among the he- them was said to him, “And even if you speak anything in your bedroom, it will be revealed to him. How? It is not the king, it is not one among us. It is a prophet called Elisha. He is the one who conveyed this message to the king of Israel. So immediately he got the point. So he left Israel as a, the king of Israel, and his direction is towards to capture Elisha. The prophet immediately overturned and he said, I wanted to catch him. So to catch one person, he sent thousands of horses and chariots. Just imagine, this is comes against a single man, Elisha, as well as it is for the nation. So how God works here? It is the lesson for us. So here, let me brief it to you. And then, the as I said, the story has two main themes. One is, all the sufficiency of God to meet any crisis, face, and the prayer is our means of access to all the sufficient God. Since, God is our all-sufficient resources. Believers should pray and not panic when trials hits us. Once again, whatever the trials we are facing, whether it is for us as a single person, to us, personally facing, or as a family, or as a nation, or as a church, whatever it is. But here, Let us confirm and the lesson to us is our God is with us Mm -hmm. in all situations and the circumstances and God is able. Mm -hmm. The first thing is God is our all sufficient resources in times of trouble. The greatness of God's knowledge, power and sovereignty dominate this story. It is interesting that all the magic characters, no one except Elisha is mentioned by name. Not the kings of kings or even Elisha's name is mentioned as a man of God. And even the servant's name is not mentioned. Without naming or putting the name of the Syrian king or even Israel's king, this instance is takes place. And here, three things we should understand. We learn three things in relation to our trials in this situation. Number one is, our God is omniscient. Our God is omniscient. He knows all things and possesses all wisdom. And God knew what the king of Syria was planning, and to do and revealed it to Elisha, who is, in turn, told the Israel's king. Elisha even tells the king of Israel, the words that you speak to you in bedroom, that's what the servant told him. He knows every thought, verse 12, he thought, and the motive of every human heart. Nothing is I from him. So even in our case, it is not only our enemy. Even our things, positively and negatively, you can take it. God knows each and everything of us. Whatever we think, whatever we speak, everything. it is not just simply it is easy to confirm that God is with us. It is easy, always we claim, God is with us, who can stand against us? God is with us for what? It is not only for, to protect you alone, and to provide you alone, He also monitor and listen what you speak, which is not glorifying God, which is of against his word, or something evil towards someone else. Even if you have that in your heart, as God has seen and about the moment of the Syrian king and revealed to Elisha, even a man of God, how much more our God knows each and, each and everything of ourselves. Not only our need and also our evil thoughts. Let us also understand and accept that. The Syrian king thought, he could send the troops and take Elisha captive. Did not he realize that Elisha would know this in advance too? Elisha could have hidden himself, but he knew that God wanted to solve this problem in a way that would teach the Syrian king as well as the king of Israel some lessons about the reality of the living thought. So, our God knows everything means we are foolish to think that we can hide anything from him. He knows all our secret thoughts, as I said. Let alone words, deeds, and also his word revealed to us what we need to know about how to deal with this life's problems. Whatever the major or minor, we can go to him for the wisdom which we lack. In the context of the trials, James, as all of us know, it is a very familiar scripture. James 1.5 says, But if anything, any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of it God, who gives to all men generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So we need godly wisdom. It is why not enough to believe our God is omniscient. He knows it. At the same time, how do we operate? How do we understand? How do we know that God, what is God's will and what God wants us to reveal in this situation? So, whenever you face any trials, understand and acknowledge is omniscient and if you all need a only wisdom, please ask. Secondly, God is our omnipotent. He not only knows how to solve the problem, He has all power to deal with the biggest problems we can't think of is your problem is a big asset of army that is trying to get you like Elisha? I don't think. So David puts here like this. Psalm 34, verse 7. He confess that. So he is the one who is the one who experienced. Trials after trials throughout his life, even though he was known, and we know that he is the king of Israel, and he is well pleased to God, and there is no one in Bible we know the one who has faced so many trials and so many enemies in his life. What did he say? Thirty verse seven, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Therefore, though your host encamps against me, my heart will not fear. 27.3 So he says, even the army comes, I will not fear because it is God who encamps. So therefore, it was a big deal for God to strike all those men blind response to Elijah's simple prayer. And here, there is no man, man or a nation so powerful, but that God can easily bring him or to nothing. Even in uh, Psalm 138, 7 also says that. Anyhow, I'm not reading that. Please refer that almost the same. So that means God is able to deal with any problem you have, any trial you have, any challenges you have, any enemies you have, what are you, name it. God can able to handle them. Our God is om- not only omniscient and he is also omnipotent. He is to the universe into existence. How God be how big our God is. He spoke to the universe into existence. Nothing is too difficult for him. Jeremiah 32, verse 17 says, Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power, and outstretched arm there is nothing. Too hard for you. Jeremiah 32, 17. It is he who made it. By his word. And they are in a position. Nothing can change. Even 27, verse 27, 32, 27. Jeremiah. Behold, I am the Lord. The God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? This is the word of God. And this is the promise given to every one of us. We know the word. The word is in our hand. It is not somewhere else. What is our responsibility? It is our responsibility to come to him, believe in him, make use of it, and use it to face any challenges in your life, whatever it is. Nothing is difficult for our God. It is not we or me who fight against it. So let us believe that our God is omnipotent. You may be thinking that is nice, but does not I work for me because it is as He worked with Eliza? No, nothing says like that. If only I could atone. You, you may say that. But it is the word is forever. All his words are his name and to us. Thirdly, our God is sovereign. Our God is sovereign. And with God's sovereignty, he protects his own according to his will. If he belongs to God, he can trust in him to protect us Until the moment he calls us to be with him. As Psalm 91, 11 says, he promises, He will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all your ways. He will give you his angel to charge concerning you. To guard you in all your ways. All your ways. Underline that. All your ways. What about this? Physical, material, spiritual. He will send his angels to help us. The Lord is stronger than the most powerful enemy. We imagine all we have is. He is protecting us even when we are not aware of it. Sometimes we are unaware of the things which is coming against us. Even in that situation, our God is able. Elijah's servant slept peacefully on that night, not knowing that these tough forces were surrounding him. When he saw them in the morning, as early morning when he went out and he saw it, and he was really frightened and he was crying. And uh, that is natural. And, uh, but God's protection was there even though he could not see it. But what about when God's people go through horrible trials and even death? Some godly people suffer for years and die through diseases or persecution. Especially now, during this pandemic, we know In this time, more than a year almost, very people may think and have the question in their life where is God's protection? Then, where is God's protection? Then, but our God is we understand that our God is sovereign, He knows everything, even though you or I may never get a vision of God's angels surrounding us, they are there. Even if you spend years in the dungeons or uh, 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 hidden and our God is sovereign, omniscient, omnipotent, he has not forsaken us. Eliza's servant was saved because he was with his master. And uh, even though he had a fear and uh, he cried out. So here, what even the Jesus has said, do not fear those who kill the body, but are unable to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Psalm 91.7 What it says, A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Verse 8 says, Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. So here, so in this portion we will know that he, uh, he, the king Elijah, uh, uh, prophet Elijah, he told him, he prayed. What did he pray In second time? Elijah, when the Syrian came down to him, Elijah prayed. The Lord, yeah, verse 17, 16, he says, then the man of God, his servant, told him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? Verse 16, he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with him. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes, and he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, a mountain was full of horses and chariot of fire all around Elisha. What do you mean what we understand here? Is it that what he has seen before are the army of thousands of horses and chariot are waiting around the surrounded Elisha very state? Is it true or false? No, it is true. He has seen in his own eyes. But at the same time, when Elisha prayed, God has opened his spiritual eyes to go back. God prayed, the Elisha prayed, and sent him again. You go and see. Then he saw thousands of, see, what the, 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 the mountain was full of horses and chariot of fire all around Elisha. It is not just also sun chariot and also fire. What is it represents us? It is the heavenly, spiritual, the spiritual in the sense, the spirit being. So in that case, then only when you are in spirit, you can able to sense what is happening around us. The important thing is, it is not enough, as some of us are satisfied with our salvation alone. Salvation is the beginning. Accepting Christ is the beginning. And following is the experience. When we follow him, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit fire, then we can sense that's why, time and again, I used to encourage, sense the presence of God and pray. Whenever, wherever you pray, whatever the position, you take it. But please, you expect that you are praying in the presence of God. One is in believing in your heart and believing in your spirit. And when you are spirit-filled, you can sense or understand what the Spirit of God reveals to us. So that's why here the spiritual eye was open. Again, when he went back, he has seen the thousands of chariots and houses with along with fire. So the things are going on. So it is like that in this portion, because of the time I had to rush it up, in three places, Elisha prayed. Number one place, he prayed, where did he pray? He prayed to get that axe head. And it was shown and it came to him. And secondly, sorry, Elisha prayed and the first thing, he opened the eyes of that man to see. Secondly, he prayed, strike the people, the army of Syrian to blindness and he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. See the power of prayer there. One person, how he is going to face, see the diversion of Syrian king from Instead of facing an army of Israel, he wanted to capture a single person, a prophet, Elijah the prophet. He sent thousands of chariots. How big it is and difficult to face it. But with one prayer, God made the whole army become blind. See the way of God. Here we understand. God's ways are different, and His timing is different. It is not that as we think or as we want. And He is not because everything was led to Him by the Spirit of God. That is why He prayed, and what was His confession. And uh, so there are many things in it for us to understand. So the rest of the things you know, but all together we can put it as the prayer is the way to have peace, not panic when the trial hits us. So prayer is the way to have peace and to have victory or to face the trials and to have victory. So here Philippians 4, Chap- Chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, what Paul says is here, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Verse 7, And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Major trials can hit so suddenly. Elisha's servant went to bed peacefully with the thought of being surrounded by a threatening by a threatening army. That next morning, Whenever he woke up. He saw the army, but life is just uncertain as he has seen. But let us face it, and there are many ways in these days, and how the 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 the, 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 the life of a human become uncertain. Of course, we know from the beginning that we are living in the uncertainty of the world. But at the same time, those who accepted Christ, those who are believing that, that will make it heaven. And that is the confidence that we have. But still, our days on this earth is ordained by God. And there are, in our, in our own eyes, our own ears, we hear the eternity of life. It is not like before. Nowadays, never ever before, thousands of people are dying and living their life. Especially, not only with this uh, pandemic and also with the natural disasters. Thousands of people are dying and losing their life and God is concerned about it, but we know it. But at the same time, most of the things we do not know. That is why the churches and every child of God are requested and also forced to pray more than ever before in our life. The churches are getting together irrespective of all the differences and we are coming together we are praying God to save the people not only the life their souls at the same time God to show mercy upon his people his nation so that is in this way and what was happened to uh, Elijah it may not be the same what is going to be now. So now, the second thing is, caution is the we must act on what we know. God's word warns us of where our enemy will strike. It warns us of the consequences of sin. But those warning only profit us if we obey him. If we will learn the warning and communicating daily with him through our prayer, then we will have his wisdom dealing with the trials and the panic will be replaced with his peace. Secondly, prayer opens our spiritual eyes. I go first. Prayer opens our spiritual eyes. It is not only to save others, and to save ourselves, to know the spiritual enemy, we have to pray to open our spiritual eyes so that we will know, we understand, then we will obey, we can overcome it. Thirdly, prayer makes impossible into possible. We may think that what is going around, is it possible? It is, may think that it is impossible with our world or with the church, with a limited strength, what we have? No. Our prayer makes impossible into possible. Because our God said, I am the God of impossibility. Challenges was given to us several times. Is it impossible with us? Whatever is impossible with men, it is possible with us. With one condition, those who believe in him. So, how much or how far our belief in Him, our trust in our God. Our God is unchanging God. Our God is omniscient. He is there everywhere. Our God is omnipotent. And our God is sovereign. He does everything according to His will in everyone's life, irrespective of anyone. God is not as a respecter of any person. He is for all. Secondly, what God in prayer, what will know? The prayer replaces the panic with wisdom. Our prayer opens the spiritual eyes. Our prayer makes humanity impossible to possible. So, once again, I'll read Psalm 91 verse 7. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked who overcomes against us. And we know the story as we completed from Elisha. What the way of the Lord is there, God there, and uh, the Elisha was led to pray for. The whole army to become blind. He was led to the king of Israel. There he went. The Israel king of Israel wanted to kill them, and he asked, "Man of God, what do you want me to do?" And he, he said the very very example, very classic word, a very important word. He says, and uh, verse twenty one. When the king of Israel saw them. He said to Elisha, My father, shall I kill them? Shall I kill them? He shouted. And he answered, Elisha answered, You shall not kill them. Would you kill those who you have taken captive with your sword and your bow? Then he said, Set food. And water before them, that they may eat and drink and go to their master. Then the king of Israel prepared a great feast for them. And after they ate and drank, he sent them away and they went to their master. See the important thing. The second part of it. So the bands of Syrian riders came no more to the land of Israel. See, the way of God led and gave victory. When we captured the enemy, immediately we wanted to kill. And it was so clear instruction to the king of Israel. No, they are not won by you. It is not you fought them and brought them as a captured, as a slaves. So in that case, no. Even though they are your enemies, prepare the feast for them. So they were all eat. I had a fort. Then, again the Elisha prayed and their eyes were open and they have gone back to their places. So see the mysterious way, miraculous way, Unbelievable way how God led. He is the God of yesterday, today, and forever. We claim that our God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. True. Our God is the God of Israel. God, yes, He is our God. When we say and we confess, let us sense it and mean it. And what He has done to Elisha and saved him as an individual. As he held the one who lost his uh, axe head, he brought it back, the same God is the same. And the, the one who captured the whole army of Syria and brought made, made them blind and brought them and he made them eat and feast them and sent them forth. And after that he never ever attempted to fight with Israelites. That is the history says. That is the Bible says. Our God is the same. So when we say that and claim that our God is unchanging, we should mean it. Learn that. We should mean it. Yes, the same God is here. What is your situation? What is your problem? What is comes against us today? Is it physical, material, spiritual, or a legal thing? Whatever it is, God is there. Our God knows it. Whether you watch out or not, God knows it. God is omnipotent, omnipotent, He is sovereign. Let us believe in Him and see the greater things, what He has done in the Old Testament, what He is doing in the New Testament. He will do it to you and me in the day, today and forever. In Jesus' name, I pray and I bless you. Thank you.